Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds. We've got to play a whole lot of people, and we haven't been able to do that much since I've been here. And uh, the wonderful thing about that is that the second team and some threes you know, picked a pass and scored. And they basically won 7-3 to three when they went in, and the second-team offense went down and scored. And, um, you know, we've got gotten away from, uh, did I get to play or not? It's how well did you play? Yeah, yeah. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go into shell. We're going to go in attack mode because that's what's required. On 103.7 The Buzz. With my boobay, like Kool-Aid The Buzz. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin, broadcasting live from the Hogsmeade Market Studios with you today. And thank you, as always, for making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon. It is a wide-open Wednesday here on Out of Bounds, folks. So everything in the sports world that you want to talk about, we're going to talk about. And you can get in on the conversation by calling or texting 501-661-1037. Get after us in the Asher Record Live fan feedback. Also after me on Twitter, or X, or whatever you want to call it. Buzz John Neighbors. Easy to find. But we got a loaded show for you today because Pat Bradley is going to be joining us. Thanks to Motorsports Authority in the 2 o'clock hour. Looking forward to catching up with him and what he thinks about uh, the college football season thus far. And also knowing that the NFL season starts up tomorrow night. So looking forward to that. Andrew Ellis will join us in the 3 o'clock hour. As uh, Sam Pittman had an SEC teleconference, gave us a little updates on a few things that we're going to jump into with him, and uh, we'll have some other headlines and some other fun stuff going on in all the sports landscape, too. But uh, that's the thing about these uh, you know, those long weekends. It's a short work week, and I still woke up today thinking it was Tuesday. Still feel like it's Tuesday, but that's kind of the best bonus is when it's Wednesday. You're like, hey, we're halfway through the week already. Yeah, it's a great thing to be a day behind. If you're a day ahead, then that's a problem whenever you're thinking it's you know, you're ahead of time and you're thinking, like, you know, it's Thursday instead of Wednesday then uh, that's a problem because now you have to kind of adjust to that and adjust your thinking knowing that you have another day of the work week. Yeah, no one wants that. No one wants to feel like they got more work days than what they actually have. But uh, that's why we make it wide open today. So, again, uh, we're going to have a lot of things to discuss, especially with uh, Sam Pittman in Arkansas and knowing that they got the game against Kent State upcoming, which I'm going to go ahead and tease this. It's probably going to come back to bite me. But uh, tomorrow on the show, though, we're going to have Coach Burns of Kent State on the show. <laughs> Keep the streak going. Yeah, huh? just, you know, because I think maybe... When, when is the streak going to come to an end? I have a At feeling... At the end of this season. I, so we're yeah. going to go to next season with it. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Cause in, and then when Arkansas plays uh, Georgia in the SEC championship game, we'll get Kirby Smart. Uh, so we'll have that. We'll get Jim Harbaugh when they face off against them in the semifinals for Michigan. That'd be good. And then in the national championship game... I don't know, maybe Lincoln Riley in USC or something like that. You know, just we'll get all the coaches and all the big names. But uh, yeah, we're we're on a streak so far, and uh, I actually have a feeling that once we get to the Power Five teams like BYU, who technically is now a Power Five team, the Big Twelve, I'll be curious to see if we can make that work. But hey, we'll try. Well, you know, we gotta ask. That's all you can do. I gotta ask. So, but it'll be cool to talk with him because this is his first year as Kent State's head coach. He was an assistant coach there at Minnesota under PJ Fleck. And it uh, didn't go very well for his team to start the season against UCF. But, you know, UCF is a, is a good team and a, now also a Power 5 team. And 
Um, we know Gus Malzahn's a good coach, so uh, they're going to try to work on some things and hope we can get it going. Because I was reading the notes about them, Joe. They lost, I think it was like something like 92% of their offensive production from last season. I, I, an inordinate amount, or maybe it was the rushing attack. I have to go back and look in the notes. But, uh, yeah, not only do you have a new coach, but a lot of new players, a lot of new team, a lot of new philosophy. So uh, maybe a year that it takes a little bit for the Kent State Golden Flashes to get going. And hopefully Arkansas has no problem against them this week. The portal could be really helpful for them, and maybe it will be down the line, but just getting going, it's going to be a, a process, and they have to build it. Oh, yeah. Right, but listen, that game is going to be coming up uh, here in just a few days now, and I know a lot of people are going to be making the tra- travel up to Fayetteville. They're Donald W. Reynolds Razorback Stadium, so it should be a good time. And if Arkansas gets through that, then uh, it starts to get serious because the rest of the way, you know, you got BYU, you get right in SEC play, and and it's going to be moving fast and, and in a hurry before you know it. So, uh, But we'll have some things to talk about that, but also uh, just to give everybody a, an idea, because there was a rumor, I guess it was really on Drive Time Sports when I first heard about it yesterday, Joe, when Trey Biddy was on, that people were discussing the situation with Rocket Sanders, saying that Rocket Sanders' rumors were speculating about him being out for a period of time with some sort of leg injury. And, of course, you know, Trey Biddy was... Not going to talk about because that's something that the uh, media who goes and watches practice, they're not allowed to report on injuries or anything like that. He knows, yeah. but he can't say. Yeah, it's one of those deals to where uh, there's something to it, but not going to go into specifics. But either way, uh, Sam Pittman did address that today in the SEC teleconference, where this is all we know, folks. So those of you who have been asking about Rocket Sanders, asking about his injury, asking about his status, this is what Sam Pittman verbatim said. He said, quote, he's got a little bit of swelling on his knee. So we're waiting to see exactly what that is. He's getting looked at. He got a looked at yesterday, and he's getting looked at today. We're not positive where that will go at this point. I think I'll know a little bit more maybe before our 2 o'clock meeting this afternoon. We're still waiting to find out exactly where he'll be for this week or even the next week. So that's the update on Rocket Sanders. Uh, it's just a matter of there is something there. There's some sort of injury, something that they're checking out, but don't exactly know his status for this week or even next week, but I'm sure once we get closer to game time, something will come out, whether it's from the U of A or somebody reporting it, of what the status will be for Rocket Sanders and his injury. When there are injuries to that area of the knee and they're swelling, they initially test it to see if everything is intact. They can do that type of test manually with a doctor or trainer, but then they always want to wait on the swelling to go down so that they can really get a view of it and, and get in there. So that's probably the process they're going through now to be able to tell exactly what's going on as the swelling goes down. Well, let's hope it's nothing too serious because we know with the expectation with Rocket Sanders, how good of a player he is and how big of a season he was poised to have, uh, you know, you want him to be healthy and you want him to be able to go. But I, I also completely and totally respect it if he is, say, say if it's not as serious and say if it's still like something that's ha- uh, hampering him, I, I don't. I kind of don't want even want to see him this weekend if you can avoid it. Because nothing against Kent State. You got to be. You know. You want to be healthy against everybody. But you got so many good running backs and a lot of depth there. And Kent State has struggled at least in game one to stop the run whatsoever. I think they gave up 389 yards on the ground. I feel like if if it's one of those deals to where hey, we can hold Rocket out until BYU, uh, or at least make sure that uh, he, he's going to be a little bit healthier by that point, and just have him sit out for this game and rely on AJ Green, Rashad Dabinian. Dominic Johnson, maybe a Gustav, the, the true freshman. I'm all for that, and I hopefully they, they do that. Because there's no reason to rush him back this week if he doesn't need to go. And it's not even about the opponent. It's the fact that if you need time to recover and rest from an injury, then that's exactly what he needs, and that, that's what they need to do. So yeah. we'll see what happens within the next few days as far as his status. And uh, and just go from there. Yeah, and we'll talk with Andrew Ellis about that uh, more so and see uh, his insight. And uh, if he's, if Sam Pittman knew before 2 o'clock this afternoon, who knows, maybe we'll get a quickly announcement on it, but I kind of doubt it. Uh, but on our Southern Structural Solutions text line, Mark said uh, when Rocket scored uh, the walk-in touchdown early on, he wouldn't jump up to celebrate with his teammates, so something may have been amiss on that play. Um, well, I know that uh, Sam Pittman said it, it occurred in, in the game against uh, Western Carolina. So it wasn't a practice injury. It actually occurred there. So, yeah, I know maybe something that's just a little tender, but uh, the swelling and everything, like you said, Joe, they probably have to get it down before they can actually figure out what it is. But it makes sense that, yeah, he was probably uh, struggling a little bit there. 
And I did find this a little bit funny, but 501 says Rocket has right knee management. So That's exactly what he has going mm-hmm. on right now. Man, we all remember the, the Nick Smith injury that kept going on. It was a knee management. And who knows? Maybe, hey, listen, if, it's, if that's what it takes to get Rocket fully healthy, then he can manage it all day long. That's all I care about. Just, just get healthy. That's, that's what matters into the end. But uh, We just have to remember football season is a lot shorter than basketball. So 100%. if it is something like that, then, uh, yeah, take all the time he needs to – come back fully healthy yeah and I'm, I'm not trying to say that you know just oh well you know rocket's not that big of a deal to this team anyways no i'm, I'm definitely not saying that and as weird as it may be to say if you're gonna have an injury to somebody or to a position for arkansas to where you have to hold somebody out the running back position is one that you can afford to l- lose or at least one you can afford to have your starter sitting out because you do have a lot of good ones and get some more reps for those other guys too which I'd be fine with. I'd be absolutely fine with. Uh, but yeah, we'll keep, again, we'll keep you updated on all of those things uh, throughout uh, throughout the day and see if anything uh, changes on that as well. But uh, a few other things, though, as far as uh, Razorback football goes on, I did I did like the fact that the U of A officially announced how they're going to be honoring Alex Collins, Ryan Mallett, and Chris Smith. Yeah, that's three, absolutely great to see. Yeah, the three players that, of course, tragically passed, uh, I guess, all this year. And uh, they're going to be doing something that's pretty unique and pretty special. Hunter Yurchek actually tweeted it out yesterday, specifically of what it was going to look like. But essentially, you're talking about uh, with Alex Collins and Ryan Mallett, of course, number 15, number three, respectively, on the home side of the field at Razorback Stadium, the 15-yard line and the three-yard line on both sides are going to have the initials of both of those players. So for the 15-yard line, you're going to have RM. The three-yard line, you're going to have AC, which is a really cool thing. And also for uh, Chris Smith, because uh, a lot of people are saying, well, what does Chris Smith uh, equate to all of that? Well, Chris Smith is going to be having his family join the and be the honorary captains for the Razorback football game against Auburn uh, later this season, as well as some other things that they'll do to honor him. So uh, good to see that that's, that's taking place. And very much needed and a lot of respect paid to him. So for those of you who are wondering, you know, how are they going to do it? How are they going to honor it? I, I like the, because I'm sure it's maybe somebody's done it before, but especially with the yardage and the yard lines, I think that's a pretty unique thing and a pretty cool thing. Having on the home side, their initials at the yard lines of what their numbers were, because uh, as we discussed, you know, there's uh, certain numbers with number three, but Alex Collins definitely was an iconic one. And then Ryan Mount, you always think of one five, you know, that's kind of how I remember him referring to himself when I was in college. I was like one five. So that's a cool thing, and I'm glad that they're going to be having those honorings. I'm sure there'll be other stuff, too, but uh, I like the fact that they're doing that and being unique and original with it, too. Yeah, it, it's something that uh, it's a little bit different from doing the helmet sticker, so that is great that the fans will be able to see that every time they step into the stadium. That's right. Something on the field, something uh, where both of those players were having a lot of great success there on that season, and uh, it'll be uh, fun to see uh, all the all the different honorings and respect that they have to pay for them too. So because you know it's just we've lost too many too many people involved with the Razorback football program uh, here here recently, especially with uh, Mr. Stokes who was so involved with Tusk. I'm sure there'll be a lot of stuff going on with him too. But uh, good to see. But we have a lot more to talk about here on a wide open Wednesday. We already got a bunch of text messages coming in on our Southern Structural Solutions text line, so we'll get to that. We also got some funny headlines and funny stories uh, that we'll dive into with some audio for you as well. And we're going to keep it moving here on Out of Bounds on a wide open Wednesday. So you better stay with us on the other side of the break. Kevin McPherson, Arkansas's premier basketball recruiting analyst, each Friday on Drive Time Sports. Brought to you by Fence Brokers. Fence Brokers, going the extra mile. This 
Texas Sports Center. The AP released their first poll of the season on Tuesday. Georgia remained at number one after taking care of business, beating UT Martin 48 to seven in Week One. Michigan stayed at two. Alabama climbed up to three, and Florida State moved up to four from eight following their convincing win over LSU. Ohio State rounded out the top five. Other notable rankings include LSU, who fell nine spots to 15. Clemson fell all the way to 25. TCU, who lost to Colorado, fell out of the rankings after being ranked 17th going into the season. Colorado now founds themselves being ranked at 23 after not being on a single ballot in the preseason poll. Colorado was last ranked in 2020. The SEC and Pac-12 are tied for most teams in the top 25 as each conference has six teams. Arkansas received votes with 28 behind Iowa who had 73 and UCLA who had 55. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. Justin Aker reminding you that Cerner Pro Painters is here to help you as we transition from summer into fall. And if you're thinking about doing something to the outside of your home, maybe it's long overdue, Cerner Pro Painters is here to help. Have them come over, give you an estimate, and they can help walk you through the process of what it'll take to get it done. They can help you out with the color selection and everything else you need to get the job done right. Each Cerner Pro Painters business is independently owned and operated. Schedule your free estimate at CerterPro.com. That's Serta with a C. For your home, for your business, get your place looking right with the help of my friends at Cerner Pro Painters. This is the Pigskin Preacher, bringing you the word. The far-too-soon deaths of Razorback legends Ryan Mallett, Alex Collins, Charles Ballantyne, and others serve as more reminders that life is brief and the future uncertain. The Bible asks the question, what is your life? You're a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes away. Given this reality, we need to love our families, cherish our friends, help others, and spend our days on things that really matter. Scripture calls this redeeming the time. Let's get busy, friends. Looking for a gift idea? Double B's has Exxon and Phillips 66 gift cards available. Get one for someone you love, as it's something that they can actually use. Double B's. It's where you gas it, grab it, and go. That's Double B's. Like Zoinks, gang! Gluttony Unplugged is now on the buzz! Hey, gang, we can listen to it in the Mystery Machine! Chingies! Count me in, I love the buzz! Every Saturday from 9 to 10 a.m. Like Scott Romine can join our gang! Companies are shifting their telephone systems to the cloud, and you should too. ESI eCloud PBX has everything you need. Features like work from anywhere, video calls, and advanced security tools make ESI eCloud PBX one of the best choices for any business. Opt out of the high cost of your traditional phone system and move to the cloud. Sign up for an online demo at nsgdv.com and get your system activated at no charge. Network Services Group. One call does it all. Built upon a solid foundation of cast iron and steel, the Kubota L01 Series is part of the tractor lineup rated number one in durability and owner experience. They feature powerful Kubota diesel engines and easy operation. The durable Kubota L01 Series. Talk to your local Kubota dealer today to schedule a demo. Work smarter, not harder with River Valley Tractor. Go to KubotaUSA.com for full disclaimer. River Valley Tractor, closer than you think. The Boys and Girls Club of Central Arkansas invite you to the 2023 Leader of the Year Luncheon honoring Hunter Juracek featuring Master of Ceremonies David Basil. With your generous support, Boys and Girls Club of Central Arkansas will create opportunities to help more kids and teens achieve great futures. The Leader of the Year Luncheon will be Wednesday, October 18th at the Clinton Presidential Center. For tickets and additional information, visit bgcofca.com. Want to voice your opinion so you don't have to hear the same terrible callers every day? Are you behind on your credit card bills? Good, pick up the phone and start dialing. Is your landlord ready to evict you? Good, pick up the phone and start dialing. Does your girlfriend think you're a worthless loser? Good, pick up the phone and start dialing. Then call or text 501-661-1037 to help the cause. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. We do things around here my way. You understand that? You show me the kind of smarts. Makes me wonder if you know the difference between a sneeze and a wet fart. You're going to be second string all your life, boy. On 1037 The Buzz. Yo, remember back on the bully when cats used to harmonize like... Yo, yo, yo. 
my men and my women, don't forget about the dean. This is the most the king, yo. About a thing, yeah. Feel real good with It is Out of Bounds here on a Wide Open Wednesday. Appreciate everybody listening in this afternoon. Again, talk about anything in the sports world you want to talk about at 501-661-1037 by calling or texting in. And, in fact, uh, we already got a few people that uh, some of them might just crack up laughing about. But uh, on the uh, Asher Record Life Fan Feedback, this comes from Doug. It says, fun fact, when Oklahoma and Texas joined the SEC, Arkansas will have played every SEC team in a bowl game except A&M, Kentucky, Vanderbilt, and South Carolina, because they also played Georgia Tech and Tulane, former members, in a bowl game. So, all right. So all but four current members. Right, right. Because I guess uh, that would be up 16, so 75% of those teams in a bowl game at some point in time. So I guess I, I didn't remember them playing Auburn in a bowl game at any point. That's when Baz tackled Bo Jackson. I thought that was a regular season game. That was the bowl game? That was a oh, bowl well, game. Shame on me. I thought that was a regular season game. Oh, that's right. Because was it the... Uh, which bowl game was it? It wasn't the Liberty Bowl uh, in Memphis. Maybe Blue Bonnet Bowl. Maybe that, yeah. Oh, it's hard to keep up. Well, the old school bowl. Because when they're a... Uh, CarQuest Bowl. There's a CarQuest Bowl at one point. Yeah, but that's not old school. That's like within the last few years. Was it really? Well, you know, it's not like going back to the 80s or 90s. Right, right. It's like, it's more recent than that. Mm. Because that's when all the sponsorships come about. Right. So that's how we get CarQuest Bowl, because it wouldn't have been named that. It would have been named (laughs) something close to the area. Yeah, something unique, because I guess, because the main bowl games that were I guess calling it old school, but like you had the, the Orange Bowl like Sugar Bowl has been iconic. Rose Bowl has been iconic. Cotton Bowl has been pretty iconic too. So yeah, from yeah. way back. Yeah. So they've they've and then when the sponsors got thrown because I don't think any sponsor has stayed the entire time, right? Because when I remember it was the FedEx Orange Bowl. Is it? I don't know if it still is. No, it's not. But it used. That's always referred to as like I was always about FedEx Orange Bowl and then the Tostitos Fiesta Bowl. Right. And then uh, the Nokia Sugar Bowl. Remember when it was Nokia for a while. And I don't think the Rose Bowl ever had one, or at least they held out for a long time before having a sponsor. But yeah, yeah, they they're the one that did hold out because they wanted that their own branding. The that's Rose right. Bowl, it stands on its own. That's right. The granddaddy of them all. That's right. And uh, the Citrus Bowl too used to be Citrus Bowl. Then it went to the Capital One Bowl. Then it went back to the Citrus Bowl. So yeah, okay. Well, I'll have to have to look that up. To, you know, Tommy Hawk says CarQuest Bowl, Arkansas lost to North Carolina, and then he says. Florida, they played Florida in the 1982 Blue Bonnet Bowl. So, okay. Have to Florida. look that up. Okay. Yeah. I think that was, I think because that was the, Arkansas went so long. I think it was the last time they beat Florida up until like the 2016 season. So, I think that was why it was so historic. But. And it was the Liberty Bowl that they played in. Okay, so it Auburn. was. Okay, cool. Man. 1984. Auburn had Bo Jackson and only went to the Liberty Bowl? You kidding me? They were number 16 in the country. Okay. Well, I guess maybe it's probably changed a little bit from where... Nothing against the fine people over at the Liberty Bowl. I'm not hating on them. I'm just saying they're like, you know, it's it's you're usually a team that goes 6-6, six and 7-5 six, and five going to those bowl games now. But I'm sure it was different back then <laughs> where they had uh, much much uh, higher-ranked teams going there. But the more bowl games you get, uh, the, uh, the less it spreads out. So, good to know. Yeah, thanks for that. Also, from the Southern Structural Solutions text line... Comes from the 501 on a wide open Wednesday, guys. Is it fair to doubt Brian Kelly and LSU right now? Why or why not? It's not fair to doubt them because of Florida State. People are underestimating how good Florida State actually is. Now, LSU, they didn't do themselves any favors by looking as bad as they did, but you have to factor in the opponent, the competition that's on the other side and give Florida State a lot of credit. Yeah, because... We we talked about it yesterday on on when we were reacting to everything. One game, you can't get too excited and you can't get too mad after one game because we know a lot of things can change. And you know LSU it, differently, but remember last year, a lot of people were like, "Man, LSU, they look poorly coached." You know, had all these penalties, they had all these turnovers, and then they turned around and won the SEC West. So I don't think that that's a fair thing. And they won ten games last year. They went ten and four. So it's not like they're uh, you know, just there's reasons to doubt from last season because I guess the teams that they lost, they lost to Florida State last year by one point to open the year. They got smoked by Tennessee 
there in LSU, 40 to 13. But Tennessee was really flying high. And then he lost to A&M on the road by uh, still like by 15 points, and they got smoked by Georgia by 20. But the point is, they is like, could have something similar go on yeah, this year. Yeah, like they because they beat Bama last year, and I know that was a close game and it went to overtime, and uh, they decided to go for two and got it. But they beat them. They smoked Ole Miss last year. Uh, they beat Florida pretty handedly on the road. So they had some, and Auburn. I know that these are teams, but then. You know, Arkansas, they beat 13-10. to 10. So it seems like it's a pretty up-and-down deal. But I don't think – point is, I don't think it's time to start not thinking Brian Kelly has got knows what he's doing. Like, they could turn around and beat uh, Grambling, beat Mississippi State, beat Arkansas, beat a few teams, and <laughs> suddenly people are going to start believing in them again. So uh, That's just funny to hear. They could turn around and beat Grambling. So, yeah, yeah to start it all off, that's what's going to start the streak, huh? Yeah, they got to start somewhere, Joe. Got to start somewhere. Uh, but speaking of Brian Kelly, I'm glad that that, uh, that got brought up because, you know, he, people were giving him a, a hard time about his whole, like, oh, he said that they were going to go down there and beat Florida State. And it was like this point of contention where I heard that or I saw it after the fact. And I was like, I don't remember that. I don't remember that getting said. But uh, today I saw Brian Kelly on the SEC teleconference. Which, you know, we thought Brian Kelly said some funny things where, you know, my, my family, like when he did that. But he said on the teleconference today, when he was asked about saying, hey, you said you're going to beat the heck out of Florida State. <laughs> he says, quote, I think you all know me. I'm pretty careful with what I say and how I said it. Never have I been cavalier or disrespectful to any opponent in 33 years. So if someone wants to prop up a comment and inflate it into something that it's not, that's what social media is about today. I have nothing but the utmost respect for Coach Norvell. I know who the opponent was, and it's not in my background or in my nature to make those types of comments. That's what he said. Okay, so here's Brian Kelly on his uh, radio show last week. We're going to take 15 freshmen on this trip um, and 14 transfers. So uh, nearly 40% of this travel roster are going to go overnight for the first time <laughs> with LSU. So, um, and, and that's not a disclaimer of, of any kind. We're going to go beat the heck out of Florida State. but hmm. Yeah, I think they, they did say beat the heck out of Florida State. Now, let's be honest. That was for their fans. It's for the fans. Their fans only. It's for the fans. I completely their, their agree. Their fans only. Completely Not agree. Not only fans, but yeah. their fans only. <laughs> yeah, this fan. Yes, who, who is it? Is it? I think it's Bill Vickery that calls it for fans only instead. <laughs> I think that's where it came from, yeah. Uh, but, I no, I, I completely agree with that. It's like you can't. Because you see coaches in these, you know, touchdown clubs or these uh, radio shows because it's in front of their fans and you're trying to get them excited. They say stuff that they wouldn't normally say in a press conference. And prior to days of social media, that stuff stayed in-house. Nobody ever knew. 100%. But my only thing is, is with Brian Kelly, when he's asked about it, why didn't he just say that? Like, just say, he's like, hey, listen, you know, it's just I was in that. We were doing our coaches show, just trying to get the fans fired up and excited. I have nothing but respect. He's like... We as coaches have to do things like that, or we say those things just to make sure that we got the fans fired up for the season. Something but that, that way, but when he comes out and says, it's just not in my background or nature to make those types of comments, it's like, but you did. Like, this, you don't have to, like, there's, there's social media and there's audio proof of it. Just say that. Don't make it sound like I never said that. When you did. Like, people's got audio for it. So, again, I know it's Brian Kelly. He can do whatever he wants. But I just thought that was so strange. Like, why do you got to say you didn't say it when you did, when people have proof of it? Or or don't address that part of it at all. Just go into the whole deal about we have nothing but the utmost respect for Florida State, for Mike Norvell. And uh, we knew that they were going to be a quality opponent. We lost to them last year. Just something along that. Yeah, just just give him the ultimate coach speak. That's right. Own it. You're, he's been a coach a long time. He knows all about that coach speak. So when he said that, I was just like, wow, well, how weird. That's such a weird thing to say. He forgot. Yeah. He forgot that he said it. So we, we sometimes forget some of the things we say, so yeah. we forgot. Yeah, nobody holds us here on the radio against anything we ever say previously. And then we're, we're like, if we're wrong about something, we're like, we didn't say that. Shh. We would never say such a thing. But uh, when I heard that from Brian Kelly, it's it go, like it goes back to the point of if people need to start jumping off the uh, bandwagon for Brian Kelly, no. I mean, he's coached, what, 14 games now at LSU, and he's sitting at 10-5. and five. I think it's his overall record if I'm doing 15 games. My math. Yeah. So, he, he, you know, he could turn around. He could win the West, and nobody's going to remember 
about uh, you know this time of year when they got beat by Florida State because they just they want to win the West. They want to make that move and they want to make that jump. But and we knew with that game, it's such a big game at the beginning of the season. So first of all, you have to give a lot of credit to those schools for playing that game at the beginning of the season. For sure. You realize though, going into that game, there's going to be a loser, and the loser will have an opportunity to bounce back throughout the season. So LSU will have that opportunity. Would have been the same thing for Florida State on the other side. And uh, that's kind of the advantage that you get for playing that game at the beginning of the season as opposed to playing it at the end of the season or even in the middle of the season. You drop that game, you may be out of it. Yeah, and you can make up for it, too, because uh, I'll, I don't know if this is a direct correlation, but I'm sure people remember in 2006 for Arkansas, got spanked by USC to start the year. I mean, 50-14 to 14 at home, you got embarrassed. And what happened that year? You won the SEC West. You had Derek McFadden, Heisman Trophy runner-up. You you won 10 games in the regular season for the first time in decades. So, you know, that – but nobody well, – I'm sure some people do, but when that season went on, and at the time when Arkansas got to number five and they won the West, nobody was like, man, yeah, well, we're not very good because we lost to USC at the beginning of the season because you got beat. It's going to be the same thing with LSU. If they reel off 10 straight wins, I'm sure LSU fans are going to you know, look back upon and they win the West – they're like, oh well, you know, we lost to Florida State, and you know, we're not a very good team. It's like that's why they, you got to play the games. You got to play the games in front of you. Lorenzo Robinson, Zoe says, call it what it is. He's a liar. He lied about it. <laughs> LOL. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, that is, I think, the definition of uh, lying about something. But we also know coaches they, that coach speak. They they like to talk out of both sides of their mouth sometimes. But uh, yeah, that's. I just thought it was funny because he's always seems like he's getting in trouble more so for things he says than actually things he does. Also from the Southern Structural Solutions text line, uh, let's see, we got uh, this from comes from 870. We we're talking about bowl games. He says, I attended, I attended the Weed Eater Bowl back in Shreveport years ago. That, wasn't the Pooland Weed Eater Bowl? Wasn't that what it was called, I think? Yeah. Or it became the Independence Bowl. And I don't even think it's a bowl game anymore. Is it not? I don't think so. Or maybe, no, it's not an SEC-connected bowl game okay. anymore. That's right. Yeah, people slept on that one, though, a lot like they sleep on the Liberty Bowl and sleep on Memphis. But it's like um, it, it depends on how you view it. If you've come off a bad season, you end up going there. Fans are excited about it. But, you know, that's not what you aspire to go to. And so there were a lot of fans that were like, oh, man, we got to go to Shreveport. <laughs> Shreveport, it's like man, Shreveport is a, is a nice town, you know not where you ultimately want to be because it's not close to the national championship. But if you have to go there, it's not the worst place that you can go is go to Shreveport for a bowl game. Well, see, I never got a chance to go there for a bowl game. I got a buddy of mine who's actually from Shreveport. Uh, but Shreveport's uh, a lot like Little Rock. Yeah, it, that's what I've heard. Yeah, it's, it's like you know similar size. And I don't. How far is it from Little Rock to get three down there? Three hours. Yeah, so it's about two hours, two and a half hours to Memphis. But, yeah, it's all about your, your season because you think back to, like, 2014 when Arkansas went to the Texas Bowl against Texas. Everybody was so pumped up and excited about that bowl game because of how the season ended and, you know, you're playing Texas and uh, if they're in Houston, you're playing an NFL stadium because you had missed a bowl game for the past two seasons. And you were so excited about it. But you know who wasn't? Texas. Because Texas felt like they should have had a better year and that they were disappointed. And you saw the result of it. So just a matter of, of where you're at and – you know, what you expect to see. See, that that's something that I hate also is like, oh, that team, they lost because they didn't want to be there. They didn't show up. Well, why go play the game? Don't yeah. go play the game if that's the case. But that's nothing but an excuse. That's something to fall back on. But if they win the game, now they're probably not just hyping it up and talking about it like, hey, we beat Arkansas in the Texas Bowl. They're, they're not probably talking about it because they did have higher expectations. But don't give the lame excuse about, Ah, oh, they didn't want to be there. They didn't show up. They they wanted to be in a championship game. Well, they weren't. Mm-hmm. So go play the game that's in front of you. I feel like that was really the when I really started hearing most about that was when Alabama lost those Sugar Bowls because you know they didn't make the championship game, so they had to go play in the Sugar Bowl and they got trounced by I think it was like Oklahoma one year, Utah, and Utah. That's right, Utah did it one year. And they're like ah, they didn't want to be there anyways. But that's why I feel like it's always a good thing, uh, especially for head coaches, where if you put in their contract, you get like big incentives if you win a bowl game kind of gives you to the least with the coaches aspect. It's like, hey, you know, I, I want to win this, and if you want to win it, then you can help, you know, do the things that you need to do to get your team motivated to go win it when there's incentives. So, so how do you explain the fact that Alabama, in a season that they lost three games, which is something out of the norm, something we don't necessarily see from Alabama on a regular basis, they lose three games one season, then they just go, 
just like walk Michigan State in the bowl game? Was it because they knew they weren't going to be close to the championship game? Now it's like, all right, let's go prove how good we are. We did lose three games, but let's go prove how good we really are. Yeah. Like, how do you explain that? Yeah, see, that's the thing. That's a good point because if they had the consistency of losing bowl games that they weren't in a national championship, then maybe somebody would have some merit. But like you said, yeah, they went 9-3 and three that year and played Michigan State. I guess it was like the Capital One Bowl or something to that extent. And then they trounced them. So it's like, okay, so that's what that they get up for that game, but not for the Sugar Bowl. Like, I, I don't buy that. I, I don't buy that either. I, I'm with you. I think it's just an excuse that they'll, they'll make and, or try to make if they end up getting trounced. But yeah, I mean, you, it's, it, teams like Alabama, you know, they, their expectation is national championships. But I also think Nick Saban and his DNA, he just wants to win no matter what it is. Always. So no coach worth their salt, especially the high caliber coaches in any sport, is going to look at a game of any caliber or anywhere and just say, eh, we're taking this one off. Oh, eh, we don't care. They're competitive. They're all competitive, and they want to win no matter what it is. So, yeah, I don't buy that excuse at all, but it's only when you get trounced. Is there's like, oh, yeah, well, that, that had to be it. That had to be it. Uh, also from uh, the Southern Structural Solutions text line, says, uh, is anyone else enjoying the fact that Chad Morris loses his debut at Clemson and Kendall Browse loses his debut at TCU as much as I am? <laughs> well... I mean, can you really call it Chad Morris's debut? No, I mean, he no. wasn't even involved. Was he even on the field? Like, I don't. He may have been, but he's he's not even a full time or whatever they call it. I guess a full time coach. He's the analyst. Whatever. That's because he's still drawing that check. Mm-hmm. Man, still getting the money for it. Yeah. Uh, for every loss that he has, he's still getting that check for it. Uh, but I mean, I I don't care about Kendall Bryles one way or the other. I mean, Chad Morris always will care about just because of what he did. But Kendall Bryles, I don't feel like did anything like. Horrible against Arkansas, or like, I mean, he had a good offense, and the offense was pretty solid for the most part. So I have no problem with Kendall Bryles. If he wins, great. If he doesn't, he doesn't. I don't care. There are some people that have a problem with the way he left, and right. maybe that's the issue they're holding against him. Yeah, but but it, we knew at some point when Kendall Bryles took the job that there was going to be an opportunity for him to leave, and at some point he would leave. Yeah, if he would have left straight up to TCU instead of having the. Mississippi State rumors, and then coming back, tweeting out, oh, you know, let's roll it back, and then he ended up leaving anyways. Uh, I feel like it probably would have been a lot different and people would feel differently. But, yeah, like you said, the, the ending of it, of him flirting with her, I should say, Jimmy Sexton, his agent, kind of flirting with it, and it ended up the way it did. Let yeah. the guy move on, and, yeah. and he's going back to a place he's familiar with, being back in the state of Texas. That's right, man. He's got Chandler Morris as his quarterback. So, I mean, what, what, what could yeah, be? Which, he, he's played well every time he's played in a game. It's not his fault that they lost. He doesn't play defense. Well, see, that's what I was laughing about, because I saw so many people that were, like, making fun of Kendall Browns. I'm talking about Arkansas fans, social media. I'm like, guys, they, they scored 42 points. It, it wasn't like that. They, it wasn't like the Clemson thing where they scored seven. They scored 42 points. And if in a, in a conference game... I don't care who you are. If you score forty-two points in a regular in a regular game, like not overtime, you should win those games. So you can't blame Kendall Bryles or or the offense. It's just they couldn't stop Sanders. They couldn't stop the the Colorado offense enough times. So yeah, I, and I have no Coach problem. Prime said, "Hey, that defense is coming." He mm-hmm. said, <laughs> "Hopefully, because when he when he said, you know, he always says about the team, we're here, but he said about the defensive line, he said, you know, they look bad." in that first game, and they're still getting used to each other, but you better believe they're coming. They're on their way at some point in time. They'll be here. Just wait. Just wait. They'll be here. Uh, but, yeah, they got a big game against Nebraska this week, so when I say big game, just to see if they can follow no, it up. It, it will be a big yeah. game. Every game for them is going to be a big game because they're going to be on that national stage and everybody is paying attention. And it's their first, and it's their home game, right? It's in yes. Colorado. So uh, and a lot we of know what happened be during the spring game. Spring game sold out while it was were, well, it was completely full right. while it was snowing. So yeah. we know that the crowd is going to show up. Yeah, in fact, they may break attendance records for uh, Colorado football. But, yeah, a lot of good games, a lot of big games going on this weekend in college football, but also the NFL season. We'll have our NFL predictions and picks happening tomorrow, too. But we are up against it. We're going to keep it moving here on Out of Bounds as we'll get to what's trending in the world of sports, presented by West Rock Coffee. Some of those headlines and storylines, and you can also... Get after us, too, as we'll keep your phone calls and text messages at 501-661-1037. More Out of Bounds on a Wide Open Wednesday coming up.
Join The Zone this Friday in Bryant at the Rewinds Bank location on Highway 5. It's The Zone this Friday from 10 to 1, live from Rewinds Bank in Bryant. Roger Scott, I'm going to talk to you about Sigma Supply packaging products and how they think outside the box. Sigma Supply, they're problem solvers. Now, they've been helping business owners for years with their waste audit analysis program. They're going to come in, they're going to analyze your packaging and shipping, and see if automation is what you need to cut costs. Call or text sales manager David Breitenberg with Sigma Supply, and you can schedule your waste audit analysis. Here's the number, 501-617-4600. Sigma Supply packaging products. If you're not using Sigma Supply, you got low-grade product, man. (laughs) That's Mike saying good morning. It's the best he can do right now. Yeah, not a cloud in the sky. What Mike could use is a fresh start. And Irish Spring Body Wash. The fresh scent of Irish Spring and those sensational Irish Spring suds are just the reset Mike needs. Now he's ready to go to work. It's Sunday. Irish Spring. When the spring hits you, you're ready. Pick up Irish Spring at Walmart today. Whether you own a local business or a global one. You know that these days, generating growth is a challenge. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll not just stay ahead of the curve, you'll move it. With access to experts, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter, locally and globally. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Copyright 2023, Bank of America, N.A. It's Randy Rainwater. Join me for the Sonic Blast this Friday in Lone Oak when the Jackrabbits host Four City. Brought to you by Sonic Drive-In and 1037 The Buzz. This is a special alert to all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles with an auto warranty about to expire or with no warranty coverage at all. Due to a decline in the economy, CarShield is announcing a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that is now available to the public to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on future auto repairs. Call now to find out how you can pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Yes, you heard that correctly. Pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. An open phone line has been established for all drivers to call for a free quick quote. Call 800-989-8906 now. Drivers who are covered will not have to pay for covered repairs again. This protection plan is at an all-time low. Additionally, drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Call us for your free quick quote today. 800-989-8906. That's 800-989-8906. What do you have to lose? Call 800-989-8906. Again, 800-989-8906. Need a new ride for the big game? Or a new tailgate to party on? Get in the game at Guadney Chevrolet in Jacksonville and score every time. Hundreds of vehicles to choose from, from test drive to touchdown. Guatney Chevrolet is in it to win your business. Guatney Chevrolet, 1301 TP White in Jacksonville, Arkansas's number one Chevy dealer. Call us at 982-2102 or visit GuatneyChevrolet.com. Chevrolet, find new roads. Tune in to hear what the Hedgehog has to say each Wednesday with the Sam Pittman Show. Brought to you by Chris Crane Hyundai of Conway, Arkansas's number one Hyundai dealer. Have questions about retirement, investments, or your money? Call our financial hotline. Dial 501-381-5228 and leave a voicemail with your specific financial question and our experts will answer it on the Get Ready for the Future show Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. Get your financial questions answered by the pros. 501-381-5228. Call now. Securities offered through LPL Financial Member FINRA SIPC. Investment advice offered through Independent Advisor Alliance. Independent Advisor Alliance and Genwell Financial Advisors are separate entities from LPL Financial. Unlike other shows, we don't talk over each other with old hee-haw jokes. It's bullcrap! Well, I ain't standing for this! Oh, my God! So call or text to actually be heard on Out of Bounds at 501-661-1037. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Oh, man. Talk radio? Yes, talk radio. So boring, man. Okay, okay. The car just, just committed suicide. Shut up, man. On 1037 The Buzz. If you're shopping for a vehicle, you want to get to Guadney Chevrolet. Guadney has the best deals in the market. Been doing it 60 plus years. Give them a call. 501-982-2102. Make a trip to the lot off the Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville. Shop them online. GuadneyChevrolet.com. 
You can see all the deals, the cash allowances, the rebates, even appraise a vehicle. See just how much it's worth. They're giving thousands over book value, whether you trade that vehicle in or you sell it to Guatney Chevrolet. Guatney is always actively buying vehicles, so you get a great deal on a vehicle that you trade in or sell. See the entire inventory of new and pre-owned vehicles on GuatneyChevrolet.com. And they have convenient service hours if you're in need of a service throughout the week. Also, Saturday, 7 a.m. until noon, in case you can't make it throughout the week. It's Guadney Chevrolet, Arkansas's number one Chevy dealer, Guadney Chevrolet, GuadneyChevrolet.com. It is a wide-open Wednesday here on Out of Bounds, folks. And uh, we know that uh, we're going to have some headlines to get into, but we did have, I believe, on our, uh, Doug in our Southern Structural Solutions text line say, uh, where was the Fog Bowl and who did we play and what was the outcome? That was the 1981 Gator Bowl, by the way. And it was 31-27, to 27, North Carolina beat Arkansas where uh, Lou Holtz was the coach, and uh, that was, uh, I guess, in Jacksonville. So, yeah, it was a very foggy condition. So, hopefully that answers your question there. That, that was why Arkansas lost, because it was foggy. foggy. Yeah, they didn't want to be there, because, <laughs> you know, they, they didn't have the season that they wanted, and it was foggy. That's, that's the reason why they lost. Uh, but hopefully that helped you out, Doug. Couldn't see through the fog. Yeah, it was very, very tough. North Carolina couldn't either, but... No, but they, they had those special... Uh, Special conditions, you know, they're used to it over there on the East Coast. Oh, you yeah. Know? That's yeah. what it was. Yeah. So there's got to be some excuse that we got to throw out there. But uh, we got a few things to get into as far as what's trending in the world of sports. So let's go ahead and do it. What's trending in the world of sports is sponsored by Arkansas-based West Rock Coffee. Join West Rock Coffee and their 1.5 million coffee farmers around the globe as they fuel Arkansas with great-tasting coffee, tea, and water delivered directly to your business. Contact them at westrockcoffee.com or 833-886-JAVA today. All right, what's trending in the world of sports? A few things happening, especially in the NFL. we got a little bit of a slight kind of maybe update with uh, Chris Jones for the Kansas City Chiefs, but uh, he says that he still hopes to sign a new long-term deal with the Kansas City Chiefs and indicated that he could be ready to play in the Super Bowl champion season opener on Thursday, but he spoke to reporters today while attending a team charity event at the Ronald McDonald House of Kansas City where he says that he's simply, quote, asking for a raise. That's it. That's all he the wants. bottom line. That's all he wants. And, and that's a good sign, too, that even though he's not with the team, he's still engaged, and especially for a charity event, that's a, that's a good deal. Yeah. Uh, and when I saw that, I'm like, okay, so there is a chance that this will get done here pretty quickly, and hopefully it does get done pretty quickly because people, are, especially Kansas City fans, are – Wanting to see that, uh, you know, we just move forward so they can get onto the season and trying to defend their Super Bowl title. But uh, also, I know we don't talk a whole lot of tennis, but last night you had the uh, U.S. Open and uh, two Americans going at, at it. And 20-year-old Ben Shelton was the man who was advancing to the U.S. Open semifinals as he was able to take down its uh, Francis Tiafo, right? That's how you say Tiafo. Yeah. But, uh, which was an incredible match for those of you tennis fans, but you always like to see some young and up-and-comer guys and knock off uh, one of the best tennis players in the world with Tiafo. But he set it up, and now, and that was his first ever U.S. Open quarterfinal, and now he's taking care of business and advancing to the semis. Ben Shelton looked impressive. Mm-hmm. And now he gets Djokovic. Oh, that's easy. Okay. Hey, listen. PBT Alpha, he's, he's got Djokovic. Djokovic, better watch out because he, he's coming in hot. But, hey, tennis, we've seen upsets happen before. Maybe it can happen again. Uh, also, in some other news, we have another player that has been reti- that is retiring from the NFL, outside linebacker Carl Nassib. Nassib. Nassib, not Nassib. Nassib. Uh, who, of course, uh, we know has been around for a few years, but he said in an Instagram post that he's calling his retirement a bittersweet moment. And he says, it feels like really just yesterday I started out as a walk-on at Penn State. Football's giving me more than I could ever imagine, and he's hanging up his helmet for the very last time. So, I guess at this round of this time of year, you get some of those that happen with retirements and players that end up moving on. But, uh, yeah, he was definitely the latest one to do it. In baseball news, hate to see this. Pirates star Andrew McCutcheon, which... Yeah, he's been around a long time and been with the Pirates a long time, but it looks like he is done for the season after a partial Achilles tear. Uh, we know that he's been the designated hitter leading, uh, heading into the 10-day injured list after partially tearing his left Achilles. He's legging out a double in the victory against Milwaukee, but he initially said he was fine, but they had a further examination said he did have a slight tear. So 36 years old, batted 256 with 12 home runs, 43 RBIs this season. Even got his 2,000th hit, but... 
I'm not, I don't want to try to put the car before the horse, but man, when you're 36 years old and you have some sort of injury like that, you know that uh, that puts pretty. It's pretty tough. It's tougher to bounce back from than what it would have been before. But just hate seeing that for Andrew McCutcheon, a guy who's been around a very long time. And uh, also with some baseball news, this is a, 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 just a terrible story, but a crazy one too, is that uh, uh, Julio Urias, who was of course a pitcher for the uh, Dodgers, that he got arrested on felony domestic violence charges. And the general manager, Andrew Friedman, Friedman said it's extremely disappointing and noted that the organization is considering multiple options for its pitching staff in light of the left-hander's uncertain future uh, with the team. So Not a first for him either. No, it's a second time, right? Yeah. yeah, just come on, man. 27 years old, and he was arrested back in uh, May of 2019 and suspended 20 games. Yeah, you, you can't have that type of stuff going on. So uh, I'd be shocked if he ends up playing for the Dodgers ever again. Maybe not even playing for the majors ever again, but you can't have that type of stuff going down and happening. And then also, uh, you know, we talked about Colorado and TCU uh, this past week and how Colorado's flying high. Well, the TCU linebacker, one of their best players, Johnny Hodges, says that TCU, he's pretty upset. He says TCU is the laughingstock of college football right now <laughs> and said that the loss was completely unacceptable. It's a wake-up call. Uh, you know, he says, I don't know how losing in the national championship by 60 isn't a wake-up call, but right now we are the laughingstock of college football because we missed 22 tackles. No, how many missed assignments, making defensive coordinator look awful, just making the defense look awful, like ma- making his defense look like childhood kids' defense and getting him all the slack. So if it's a wake-up call, if it's not a wake-up call, I don't know what is, but I don't know if I can call just, him a laughing stock. Yeah, but. that's just him trying to send a message to the team yeah. and the defense specifically. Yeah, that's that's something where I, when I heard that, I was like, well, uh, you know, I get it. You're, you're embarrassed, you're upset, you're mad, but trust me, there are bigger laughing stocks in college football right now, and TCU is definitely not the biggest one. And also, uh, this is just kind of uh, something I thought was fascinating when you have uh, a lot of uh, marathons going on in the world, and Mexico City has a huge marathon happening. Well, they had 11,000 runners that got disqualified from the marathon. That makes it easier for everybody that's sticking around. Yeah, you got somebody else that can step up and win it. But because they were found to have cut the course at some point in time during the 26.2-mile race, and the disqualified runners represent more than one-third of the 30,000-person race that entered into the August 27th deal. So uh, they said that they were disqualified after missing checkpoints that were placed every five kilometers. Some runners allegedly used vehicles or public transport to cut the course. <laughs> I'm like, what in the world? What's the point of running the marathon then? Come on now. But use vehicles. 11,000 people just use vehicles, like getting on a scooter. Or like, no, they all got on a bus, yeah. or a couple of buses. Yeah, golly, that's just, uh, I know I know that if anybody's ever watched The Office, there's an episode about that where they were doing a marathon and they people did the same thing, cutting in a, getting in a vehicle and driving to the end. But 11,000 of them? That's a lot. That's insanity. So I'm glad they caught it, but man, it just cracks me up. Like, oh yeah, we're going to run this... Uh, like you start the race, you're all happy, and then everyone just hops on the bus and goes to the end. How about that? How did they not catch it that day? Like, they had to do an investigation. They went in and uh, reviewed the videos or whatever, but it took this long? I guess it was very strange. You had to ask all 11,000 people or go to get an, an interview them, I guess. I don't know. But, yeah, that seems like a pretty clear-cut deal. But, yeah, don't cheat in marathons. If you don't want to run a marathon, don't run a marathon. Just do it that way. Makes sense to me. But we got... Another two hours of Out of Bounds, but in the second hour we got Pat Bradley joining us, so you better stay with us here on Out of Bounds on a Wide Open Wednesday. Fence Brokers presents Razorback Graffiti every Monday morning. Call Morning Mayhem and let them know how you feel about how they did. One sentence and one sentence only. This is Pat Bradley for River City Flooring, where you can pick your payment. Get 0% interest for 12, 24, or 36 months, and River City Flooring in Maumel is where you'll save 50% on all